Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Sport of It's episode 53. You join us in progress as we're discussing the works of Robert Maplethorpe of all things. Wieners. Another movie everywhere. Old yep. Italian deli. From St. Cloud, where it may or may not be snowing and stew. It is actually just uh, normal here. Nothing, nothing going on right now. <laughs> well, that's different for St. Cloud. The weather is fine. Uh, from the South Metro's Clarence. What's up, fuckers? Well, we're welcoming him back to the podcast. Brandon, who has skipped like 12 in a row, but he's back this week. Who? I miss who? you guys. What? Not oh. familiar with Brand... Brand... What did Brandon. you call him? Brandon. Bill? Brandon. Bill Broxy. Huh. Bill Broxy. He said he was going to be back at the Sixers one, and he stuck by it. You know oh, it. Did they win, the finally? They did. Oh, yeah. they did, yeah. Oh, good for good for old Sam Hinky. Good for him. All right. <laughs> Putting together a fucking juggernaut down there. Break up the Sixers. <laughs> well, and, he proves he knows how to lose. We'll see if he can figure out how to win. He can rebuild it. Before, right. we, we'll before we go two off the rails here, let's introduce our guest joining us for the special opening day edition what is Nick Nelson of TwinsDaily.com. Uh, hey, Nick. Gentlemen. Hello, hello. Hey, there. youngster. Hello. Hello. Young, young, <laughs> young whippersnapper. Buck. Yeah, young buck. That's me. Young Jeezy. Nick has been on the call for about three minutes, and Clarence has called him every name in the book already, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's okay. Get him out of the system. Get him out early. You can't. You got I got a million of them. System. You'll never get him out of my system. I got a million of them. We can sit here all night. Uh, the you got four mic tires and Byron Buxton is <laughs> yep. what you got. Yep. We're just getting knees are going, arms going. Yep. Okay, uh, um, so I, we're recording on a Monday night. Clarence, I wanted to ask you, are you sober yet from your uh, adventures on, was it Saturday or was it two nights? It was two nights. So uh, full on bender then, we can call it a bender. Oh, fuck. It was a bet. It, it was like, for me now it was a bender. When I was... You know, 19, it was a fucking Tuesday. But now that I'm, oh, fuck, I don't, what am I, 30? 38. 47. 38. 
it's god damn it i am just miserable right now i've felt like shit for fucking two straight days i'm sick uh i'm just ty- i can't i can't see i can't breathe i've just been miserable all goddamn day grumpy as shit Everybody you, should leave me lick, alone. you should not have licked the bar at Allery's. I think that's <laughs> you know, for those who don't fall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I sound like I've smoked about 40 <laughs> packs of cigarettes. <laughs> you like my like old my man. dad right now. Yeah, I know. I sound like mine too. Yeah, outside of the house, the coats just uh, fucking all piled up. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. Watch you not uh, grow up, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't helping you. Uh, all right. Anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, it was something else. I don't know anymore, Brandon. I don't know why I do this anymore. We were. Did your wife have fun? She had. She had a blast. We had a blast together. Uh, I don't know. Awesome. We dropped the kids off at noon on Saturday and uh, got home last night. I don't even know what time. Fuck me. This is something else. Why we, do- should, we should mention if you want to go back through Clarence's Twitter feed, you. We're, we were treated on Saturday night to one of the all-time Clarence Swamptown drunk tweetings. I, it just made no sense whatsoever. I loved every minute of it. I no. missed all of them. I have not read one of them. Go back yeah, and read them. I have to go read them right now. Yeah, you probably oh, want to. We'll pause, pause the podcast, and we'll Chris just go read them. They are <laughs> classic. They're exactly what we wanted. When I heard that Clarence was coming up for the West Regional, and he was going to bring the thunder, then I knew that I w- was going to want to be on Twitter that night, and he didn't disappoint even a little bit. The thunder was brought in. The thunder yeah. was brought in. The, the person I kind of feel bad for in this whole thing is Stu, not just because his team lost, but he, because he actually seemed to care a little bit on Sunday night. That was surprising well, I mean, to me. It, you know, yeah, it was... Yeah. I, I got a little invested, and that's on me. That's no one else's fault but mine. I shouldn't have done it. I should have just kept my, you know, distant remove from St. Cloud. There Clark, was but... your dagger. Stu got yep. invested in that yep. death knell. Yep. And I knew it was coming. I mean, I, so they had no business winning the Notre Dame game. Anybody who watched it, I believe the shots on goal at the end of regulation was like 39 to 12. Yeah, it was something, it was something ridiculous. ridiculous. But uh, what's his nuts was just standing on his head. I believe that's a hockey term, right? Yes. Farragher, which yes. he was yeah. just saving. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, my, my guy, Johnny Dowd, that's, that's a guy's name, John, by the way. That's I know. the I'm, name of the actual player. I'm so proud she's of you. You're blooming like a flower, Stu. He's like, he's up for the Ford Frick Award or whatever the hell it is for the hockey guys. I will accept that. Or, is this the first Tom Landis trophy? No, I yeah. not. Well. The, the, the Toe Blake trophy, I think, or yes. something. <laughs> but, yeah, they, but, yeah, I knew the minute the... I mean, I'm no hockey guy, but the first 10 minutes of that Gopher Husky game, you can just tell, oh, yeah, this one's done. They're cooked. That that Gopher team's pretty darn good, you guys. I'm not going to lie to you. That was the best game they've That's played a, since about December. They, oh, yeah. There was, there was, that was, there was no – once it got 2 nothing, it was – I mean, it was over at the start, but 2 nothing, it was way over. Yeah, but if we talk about it being over at 2 nothing, then we ignore that third goal, which I think I watched probably eight times today. Tic Tac Toe yeah. and Justin Clues on the yeah, other. Yeah, that was yeah, that was, that just, was beautiful. That was just a nice little thing. Happened yeah, right they're, in front of me. Yep. Did you actually cry man. a little, Clarence? I don't cry, but I I gave a fist pump. You don't just usually fist pump, fist pump either. I gave a couple. I gave a bunch of fist pumps. No, I don't cry, John. Yeah. That part of my brain. What's that? 
you know, there's parts you're like the hypothalamus, etc. Mm-hmm. I don't have that part. No, the crying part. I think, part of your brain. I think the Vikings. Yeah, that makes sense. Took it completely out of me. That and the beer. How, how's uh, Pratinsky's dad? Uh, well, the old, well, the old man or the grandpa. I the saw them all. I was all sitting right oh. next to me. He, the old man was wearing oh. a Saint Cloud jacket and a gopher hat, also, just like ah. grandpa. Got to do what you got to do. And uh, grandma was wearing a custom-made sweatshirt because that's what grandmas do. They mm-hmm. wear the custom-made exactly sweatshirt. Yep. With all the boys' names on them. Yep. With the. With all her her grandkids' names on them, that she wore that both nights. It was very cute in Blaine colors because they're from Blaine. <laughs> and then all yeah. the brothers and sisters and cousins and etc. were all wearing custom made T shirts that had both team logos on them. Aw, that's sweet. It was. It was adorable. It was this all little <laughs> like two rows of family, and it was just great. Yeah. And they sat very stoic and couldn't really cheer for either side. And exactly. They were sitting right there in front of me. It was great. Yeah, it was really talking about old. hot dish and Boone and Erickson and you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Talking about hot Minnesota. dish. Talking yeah. about Boone and Erickson. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Brandon just wanted to contribute <laughs> there, so he decided to break out an old Saturday Night Live sketch starring Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> That's his no, contribution no, no, no. to any college hockey discussion right there. <laughs> he said, talking about hot dish. What do you want me to do? You want that? <laughs> I yeah, can't not right. do the dance when you do that too, Andrew. And <laughs> no, Put my chest out. You show my chest here. I can't. That's the most I've talked about hockey since uh, we started this podcast. I, I we could be done. I I have I've, oh. haven't rubbed it in on Twitter. I haven't said a word about it to anybody. I've just I've been I think pretty well behaved about how badly the Gophers beat you were very, out of the Huskies. They just killed them. God, it was proud of myself. It was an ass kicking. You're allowed to do a little gloating. I think I don't nope. think there's anything wrong with that. That was just brutal. I decided I was going to save it all up for UND. I'm just going to box yeah. it all up, put it up yeah. in the attic, just just stock in, in five weeks from now they'll play. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Seriously, is it like April? Like, is April like seventeenth or something? 9th, April tenth. Yes, <laughs> I know it. I know it. Out. I can't. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> it's, it's like Disney on ice. Uh, and they can't get ice. The rink. It just sucks. They just don't want to go up against basketball because they're chicken shits. Nobody cares. Yep. It's, One it's side doesn't care about hockey. Audiences. Jesus, it's two. It's just it's, dumb. Yeah. It's just dumb. It's. We're not going to put the uh, the premiere of Dallas on because we don't want it to conflict with Duck Dynasty or something. What the fuck are you talking about? You cannot cannot find one single college hockey fan who's like, you know, I really wanted to watch the national championship game, but Florida and UConn was on the same night, so what am I supposed to do? Not watch Florida play UConn? NCAA overthinks everything except for when they don't think about anything. I wish there was one... And college hockey say, could be it. I wish there was one sports league that was actually well run. Can I say that we're, we're talking on Google Hangouts here, and everyone's uh, picture of their face pops up from their webcam when they speak. When Clarence speaks, there's just a picture of like a what looks to be a glory hole. Quite yeah. honestly, it's just it's just a hole <laughs> in the wall, and it's very frightening. How about you mind your own goddamn business, Nelson? <laughs> Clarence tonight is sitting in a darkened basement. Usually the lights are on and you can sort of see the ceiling. Tonight is darkened, probably because he has something akin to a migraine. Uh, Dude, I can't fucking see. I can't see. <laughs> We're three feet in front of me. Everybody t- stop talking so loud. 
quiet down. God damn it. Just want to sit quiet. Just miserable. I, we should mention, let's talk a little about opening day. The Twins lost today, as I think we all assumed they were going to. And it obviously the Twins are not going to lose every game they play, but they've got the feeling of but a team that could. You don't know. You don't know that. You've been wrong before, That's John. true. I have been wrong before. Yeah. Right now, they look like they could challenge the old 20 and 134 Cleveland Spiders from 1899 or whatever the worst team in baseball history is. They're, they, it just, they're not good at anything. Rocky Nabisco got rocked today, and some Alejandro Diaz hit two home runs, which did he hit two all of last year? He wasn't good. He's not a good player. Yeah. And, I mean, let's not pretend that the White Sox are going to contend for the AL Central or anything here. They're a remarkably bad team themselves. So I think the White Sox were the one team that scored less runs than the Twins last year in the AL, right? Which is uh, which was almost yeah, impossible. To right. That's not good. Wow. So I can't believe Sale is all they've got, right? I mean, until his arm falls yeah, off. I mean, yeah, man. looking at Sale is not the worst thing in the world if you want to do a glass half full. But, boy... Um, Kurt Suzuki was the offense today, and that just hey, you know, don't discount my guy Aaron Hicks, who got two hits today. That's true. Yeah, that good sell. I think, also, I think the, I the last I time we had you on, Nick. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to get uh, your your prediction. I, I, the last time we had you on, it was a while ago. They hadn't made all their moves. Everything wasn't set. I want to just start out the podcast with knowing where you're coming from with this Twins team. Then we can. You had yeah, 88 like wins last time. Uh, like, 88 Ooh. wins? I don't think that <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what you had. <laughs> I think it was 88. I'm pretty sure. Five. Yeah, I'm probably a little less optimistic than I was at that point. Uh, I think, what was that, like uh, December, January maybe? So I, I think so. assumed at that point that there was a couple more moves coming on offense, which never really came. There were Nope. No, no. They did not do a damn thing. Turned out the Bartlett pickup was pretty much the uh, the blockbuster <laughs> for the offseason. So. Oh, my God. What a move. It is uh, community apart, this Jason Bartlett business. It's rough. Oh, crying's back. I just got my crying back. There it is. What you Holy shit, you just did it. <laughs> Oh, Jason Bartlett made the team. You think you're sad? People are being mean to Dave St. Peter about it. That's um, that just, that just uncalled for. That's brutal. Oh, Come on. Good. Leave him alone, guys. He's no, that's hard. the worst thing that happens to him in the next two weeks. He should fucking count his, count his blessings, because I'm yeah. coming after him. Imagine <laughs> the market in a Clarence. No. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. I yeah, think it was not a good start. About the way that, I mean, yeah, they're going against Sale and they're on the road, so you got to let up a little bit. I, I think that today's game is the what people expect from them on a pretty much a day-by-day basis this year, which is they're going to have a really hard time scoring any runs, and the off the pitching is uh, better, but still not good. Wow, that's depressing. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, we didn't talk about the deep. Did you want to talk about how bad the defense was, too? No. Or should uh, we... The defense was horrible. Um, <laughs> I didn't watch I didn't the game. What uh, what was bad about it? It's it's shocking to be uh, so bad defensively when you're so bad offensively. But uh, how do you Blue, do that? He played awesome. very poorly. Uh, he Zero missed a counter, players, and then on the next play, he sailed one to first, which Maurer somehow managed to reach up and catch. Um, Arcia was a mess. Uh, Willingham looks like 
he's running around on uh, peg legs, basically. I don't. I mean, he, he looks brutal, doesn't he? <laughs> he's the sad part is his bat's just as slow, so his knees yeah. are shot in the field, and his bat is shot at the plate. And yeah. uh, you know. Like, it's a bad must because we paid so much money for him, seven million a year, right? Something like yeah. that. It's amazing <laughs> what a bounty he has. Yeah. It's, when I was down in Fort Myers, everyone was commenting on how Willingham just looks old and beat up this year, and uh, I I observed the same thing when I was there, and it looked that way today. The guy just he he can't move around, and yeah, his bat oh. just looks. Yep. This is the last, the last few years. This is the last year of Josh Willingham's career. It's game one. It's not game this 140. Like, he's trudged through four months, and this is just coming, coming into the finish line. Dog game days. one, and he just looks exhausted. If it's the dog one. days of April, Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody wants <laughs> to have a yeah. say goodbye to Josh Willingham event around the country, this is your year. Get it out of the way now. If the Twins are visiting your town early, you're going to want to go ahead and play in there right now because his career is over after this year. So, One Nick, of the things that the, uh, the smart analytics guys have always been claiming is that um, uh, fairly unathletic players get bad in a hurry way sooner than you ever thought they would, and he's a perfect shining example of yes. like these sure. guys fall off a cliff. Another one, also in the lineup, Jason Kubel, or not not in the lineup, but on the team, Jason Kubel, same exact thing, right? Yep. Good, mm-hmm. good, terrible, and should be out of the league. Yeah, you know, both both those guys were hurt last year, so I will reserve judgment to some extent. But uh, yeah, they both look like their bats have just lost. A lot of speed over the last few years, uh, and it's it's hard to imagine either one of them really putting up big numbers. Well, it's I mean, they're they're both like thirty four years old, aren't they? Isn't Willingham well, like thirty one? Kubel's only thirty one. Kubel's only thirty one. All right. Yeah. A, are you sure? Thirty one, man. That dude's yeah. been really hard and put away wet. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> so they have to be praying. Their hopes are that Willingham gives them something for like two months, and they can deal. That's got to be their hope. Yeah, and the thing is that, you know, he'd probably give you, have a better chance of giving you some production if they were protecting his knees a little bit by keeping him out of the field. But sure. uh, from what I understand, Gardenhire is just dead set opposed to, to that the idea of de-aging him, which, which makes no sense to me. But I guess they're just going to keep trudging him out there until his legs fall off. Well, who are you going to put None. Who are you going to put in, in the field instead of Willingham? Well, Kubel is literally yeah. a better left fielder. Yeah. He is. Well, he, he just is. He, it's not saying it's... Not high praise. It's not by a any compliment means. to Kubel. It's just uh, no. saying that he can actually move at this point. Oh. And Colabella would be better in left field when he, you know, on the other days. So yeah. what? My good. Of, you know, I just believe that the Wilder starting that's forty three years old would be better in left field than Josh <laughs> Willingham. I just want to point out that. that we're currently having an argument about whether Jason Kubel or Chris Colabello should play in the field in a Major League Baseball game. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> that, that might we're be having the most discussion. depressing thing that we've ever it talked about. So yeah. It is so sad. Bad. That's where we're at right now. So here's what I wanted to do to try to make ourselves feel better. I think we should completely give up on this year, which we've already done, and talk about the 2015 opening day lineup. Because everybody's sort of going through this year's opening day lineup. Now we actually saw what it is. Let's talk about next year's opening day lineup and what Nick, that looks like. Nick, go through like. the lineup. Well, I want to hear it. of ours, John, because I think we yep. did this last year right around this time yep. as well. I think you're right. <laughs> but that was the 2014 <laughs> lineup, which we turned out to be entirely wrong about because we, we had, so, we we had good players in the lineup. We, we, know, 2014, we got some money, some free agents coming in, uh, yep. new GM, new manager. All right. No, let's, can't spend. Let's start ahead, catcher. Nick. Who is the catcher next year on opening day? Uh, I would hope Pentel. But is 
Is his defense actually good? <laughs> I mean, the Twins aren't going to start him at catcher, are they? Um, I don't think his his defense is as bad as all that. Um, I think that they would like him to develop a little more, but um, he, he's okay. They, the, he, my question though is, they've already sort of indicated that they don't want him playing catcher as often as possible. Wait a minute, can a we expect for some nerd? Are we assuming it's going to be the same management around next year too? Probably. Well, unfortunately, well, they're out shooting a movie, and they probably just won't have time to make <laughs> decisions for next year. So here's the thing: if you want actual new management, you're going to have to have the Polad sell the team, and literally everyone in the organization get fired. Because the problem isn't just Ron yeah, Gardenhire or just Terry Ryan as general manager. It's this entire organizational philosophy that got set in stone around the time that Tom Kelly was in his third year in 1990, and has absolutely calcified since then and they haven't done anything to change it and it worked Ooh. it worked a couple of times calcified. and now it's gone it's absolutely I like gone word. i do too it's Festering just wound there's <laughs> All right. so we haven't even got through one position and we're already yelling and screaming at each other this is an e- he is going to catch next year he is going they want him to watch kurt suzuki this season suzuki's going to catch 130 games pinto will catch 32 Will uh, Kurt Suzuki watch, so die ready ready to go next. Great, Kurt Suzuki. Who will be walking better at the end of the year? Kurt Suzuki after catching 130 games or Josh Willingham? He'll be fine. He catches a lot of games. Suzuki catches a lot of games. He's, He's a little athletic guy. I think, was led all catchers in innings caught over like a four-year span, which when I was in, down in Fort Myers, a lot of people were saying that that's why they thought his offense dropped off, which might be charitable, but uh, is probably a fair point. <laughs> That's fine, but he does catch a lot. See, I know some so stuff. He's, he's he catches a lot. Yeah. He's handled a large workload before. That's nothing new for him. There you go. <laughs> he handles a large workload. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry. I... <laughs> I like how I'm the most mature one on this podcast, and I'm younger. Have you listened to this <laughs> podcast before, Nate? Uh, it's, uh... <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. Yeah, I was watching with some butt the other day. Back to progress. All right. <laughs> So we're saying Pinto's catching. Obviously, I think Joe Maurer is playing first. I don't think yep. that's going to change. Second base will be Dozier, I assume. If they Unless don't they move him back him. to short. Uh, they're I'm not, not sure moving Brian that. Dozier back to short. No, if they trade him is what I meant by move him. What if they, uh, what if they trade him and make room for Ed Rosario? Are we that big of believers in Ed Rosario? Why not? My Pretty good player. Eddie Rosario is declining by the day. And I've never even been a big, huge fan. Um but Why? the stuff that's going on with him right now is very strange. Uh, you know, it, not the suspension, first of all, which means he was dumb enough to get caught for the same drug twice. Uh, and then he, he, he just never showed up at camp uh, due to what's only being termed as personal reasons, which I don't know if we should assume that that is related to the same thing or, or what the deal is with that. What are they uh, saying? Well, no, it's kind of silent on the issue. They haven't said anything. They, they, and, and the reporters either aren't pressing or just aren't getting anything because no one's really talking about it, but uh, it's not like he couldn't show up because of the suspension. He was you know, expected to show up and, and just didn't. Sure. Um, so well, it seems very odd. That's yeah. amazing. I, yeah, the steroids are, are one thing. You know, what? No, Ten of the last I 15 think, MVPs have done steroids, so I thought say it was, that, you know, what fucking, do what you want. Ed, I thought but, he was uh, suspended for a drug of abuse, not for steroids. Yeah. Was he smoking the reefer? I assume. I, that seems like the most likely one. 
Well, whatever, that's fine then too. I give shit if some little nineteen-year-old smoking pot. Oh no! Oh no! He's smoking hey, weed. For all we don't care about it. I don't care about it except for the fact that he's already been caught for it once, and now he got caught yeah. for it again. It just doesn't show that very is good pretty judgment. Stupid. Um, that, you know, it's the uh, six weeks late to show up for something. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's Cheech and Chong like. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, it's fucked up, dude. Nick Cheech and Chong were a uh, acting duo oh, that were okay. popular in the uh, 1970s and 80s. Okay, okay. Sorry Thank about you for that. Explaining the reference, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I no, I didn't want to. Yeah. I apologize for that. No, but I do get what you mean by him not showing up. That's not a story they've talked about. You're right. That's, but the head, the guy didn't show up. He just yeah. didn't come. Just, just that over there. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a, his job at White Castle or something. Yeah. I mean, fuck, they just didn't show up to. The guy didn't show up to spring training. The hell? I mean, nobody's yeah. talking about this. No, I, have, I don't. I have not heard. I mean, I mean, I haven't been paying a ton of attention, but that's. I, how is that not the number one by far biggest story of spring training? Well, the most how likely far? reason, at least that what I'm guessing, is that he's in rehab for something or other, and nobody wants that's to talk about it because they can't. So, yeah, he probably so don't want to blow it up and make a big deal out of it. Um, so even if reporters it. know, they're not going to report the guys in rehab. Uh-huh, now it's all starting to come together. Yeah, because yeah. they can just easily say, "No, we just told them not to come." Don't worry but about that it. means it probably wasn't pot, right? Because that was always my assumption. But you yeah. can sure. go to rehab for pot, or can you? I don't know. You probably yeah. can. It would be news to me. Probably, yeah, but yeah. that would be a first. Yeah, You will be laughed out of rehab. Yeah, wait, what? I'm doing that to recover. You have cotton mouth. You're coming to rehab for cotton mouth. That's great. Go great. To- Thanks for wasting my time. Bitch. Thank you, Larry, for sharing your story on how you murdered 17 people in a drunk driving accident. Uh, Ed, you haven't shared yet. What are you here for? Well, I like to, I like oh, to smoke weed on Friday night. Let me go to Taco John's for a while. Get a bunch of Olays. Uh, chips. I was eating chips every day. Every day. in a bag. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah, so, so my so my assumption is, you know, when you combine the uh, the personal issues uh, along with the fact that Rosario, I don't think is really that good at second base. I would guess that Jorge Polanco is the more likely uh, successor at second base, and he's probably still two years away. So where is he starting the the year? Where do they he's got him? In, he's gonna be in Fort Myers. Oh, so he is. So he's he is. far, yeah. long yeah. ways away. And they got Dozier right. cheap for a couple more years. So yeah. Uh, I have no problem with Dozier. I, I think Dozier will be a decent player. Um, at least now, a decent player. we can talk at the end of the year when Dozier's hit 192 with eight home runs this year. And oh, we're already John, killing. why? That's John. Because this is one of the few positions where we can have some sort of optimism. No, we can't have optimism. I'm not saying don't complain. I'm just saying save it, buddy. we you got guys, so much more to go. Here. You guys are like the, tr- the guys who were saying after two years ago, I think third base is locked down for a while with Trevor Plouffe there. He had that great month, and I think he's just going to keep getting better. Well, that was Durand, you dumb dumb. Yeah, that's not. You know what? There's a chance Michael Rand. There's a chance Rand is listening. His spirit will be broken. Congratulations to Mike Rand to pile on to him. Yeah, that's not fair. First child, we speak. Born on Sunday. Mom and baby doing great. Congratulations to Mike Rand, our podcaster emeritus, and everyone's friend. Nice knowing you. Good job, Mike. Yep. Way to procreate, Mike. We're proud of you. All right. So what are we on now? Short all right. Stop? So sure. short stop. Well, no, let's go by scoring. So short st- Yeah, third. Uh, third will be Sano, would be my guess. I hey, think. Dumb question. Can't we, um, 
Has anybody thought about flip-flopping Sano and Maurer at some point, maybe next year? I'm in. I think it's a wonderful... I really That's do a think idea. It's, a, it's a good uh, idea. Well, there's a problem with that. Maurer can't field ground balls at first base. So I don't know how much I trust him to play third. He has not looked very good at first at all, in my opinion. He, he no missed kidding. several grounders when I was down at Fort Myers, and he misplayed a couple today. Uh, he just doesn't look very clean there. And I don't remember that being the case... Last year, before the concussions, so that it does make me worry a little bit. It seems like he's he's handling the position less well than I would expect him to. Wow, that's really surprising. I mean, he's like an amazing athlete, right? Exactly, and he was good there uh, when he played there in limited time last year. But I've watched only a handful of games, and I've seen him misplace several grounders already. So uh, that is a little concerning to me. So we'll put yeah, down on the old got a, burner on the old wish list. Well, I got to give him a little bit of time. I hear what you're saying. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm going to give him to, if Prince Fielder can play first base. That's an excellent fucking point. Fucking Joe Maurer is going to figure it out, isn't he? And he'll just figure it out. He's one of those guys where, like, he'll have never seen a ping pong paddle, and then he'll, five minutes later, he'll kick your ass in ping pong. He'd never played it once in his life. He'll just figure it out. I hope, I hope so. That, that was my assumption as well, and I thought he looked pretty good when he played there in limited time in the past, but uh, I've, I've not been too impressed this year. All right. Well, we'll yeah. We'll but I love the idea of Maurer playing third, and, and that might be something they need to look at more closely if uh, Sano comes back from this Tommy John and uh, has trouble throwing. I agree. Okay, okay, good to know. But you think it's going to be Sano over Plouffe? You think Plouffe is going to get traded, or just this is his last year and he's going to get um, put on waivers? Or what do you think is going to happen here? You know, he could, he could end up in the outfield. I know they don't love him at third, and you can see why today. He didn't play very well there. Um, he doesn't really seem to be making a lot of improvements. Uh, and I think that Sano, you know, by the time he comes back, he's going to be, um, you know, 20, 21, 22. Uh, he'll probably come back at the end of this year and, and play some DH and, and hit the ball around, and uh, I think they'll be anxious to get him in there. Did you ever hear or ask anybody or read anything about how long it takes? I know how long it takes to recover from Tommy John from a um, throwing perspective, but when can he start swinging a bat? Uh, I think it's like four months at least. Yeah, yeah a like few six, people have six months to throw, four months to swing, probably. A few people have talked about him coming back and DHing at the end of this year. I yeah. would be surprised. I'd be a little surprised if the Twins did that just because they'll want to play it on the safe side with him. But yeah, I, I think more likely he'll come back and DH in the Arizona Fall League and yeah. then start playing third base in the winter leagues or next spring. But when it's August twenty eighth and nobody is going to the park, you could see him pulling this just to get some. People to, to buy some tickets, get yeah. calling Sano up. I could see something like that. Well, Dave St. Peter went to UND, so I September. wouldn't put anything past him. Well, <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they didn't have a surgery up in Canada though, or some goofball that you know skins bears and then <laughs> they had it on the oil patch somewhere. Yeah, so there there may be hope. Um, okay, shortstop, third base, no. Shortstop's a tough one. Um, yeah, because the Twins like, have nobody. I like the idea of Florimon as your shortstop on a team that has eight. Oh, wow, Mike Trout just obliterated a baseball. Yes, he um, did. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, oh, my God. The Wild are down one to nothing, by the way. What channel is this? Uh, this is ESPN2. Uh, yeah, the Deuce. I like the idea of Florimon as a shortstop on a team with eight good hitters because I think he is really nice defensively. He had a he had a pretty damn impressive play today where he was tracking a fly ball that was caught in the wind in foul territory and he caught it all the way on the other side of third base. And then he had to try to throw it out at home and it was actually a pretty close play. Uh, he's 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 a pretty damn good shortstop, but he can't hit. 
So So basically we're saying he'd be good as long as the twins were allowed to have two designated hitters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. His main know. competition is internally is Danny Santana, right? Yeah, that's I'm that'd be the only other option. Too sold on him. He was um, kind of a disaster defensively in the spring, wasn't he? Yeah. I watched like three games and he was just yeah, he looked like he'd never played the position before. And that's always been his reputation. He's uh, very toolsy, and he has all the athletic ability to play the position, but he's very mistake-prone. I don't he'll know how you are hard to make it real, but he'll forget about it. Mm. Oh, Stuart. Golf clap. Sorry. I'm not sorry. smooth. He's not smooth. <laughs> There's, Dan Santana will not be the starting shortstop if Garden Hire is here next yeah, year. I he, he wouldn't, it wouldn't work. The two of them just... Second baseman? You're going to move him over there? Is that his problem? Just can't pick it up? Let's see if he hits a triple-A. All right. Is All he right. starting a triple-A? What was that? Is Danny Santana starting a triple-A? Uh, yeah, I believe so. All right. All right, I'll field. Left I'll field. Who's playing left field? Yeah. Aaron Hicks? Uh, Aaron Hicks, probably, yeah. I'd have to say. Or probably Arcia in left and Hicks in right, maybe. Yeah, Hicks has got the stronger arm, so he'll be All in right. right. Um, yeah, I think the the assumption is that Buxton will be the starting center fielder by opening day next year, which I, I see no reason to doubt that. Well, I, yeah, that's, that's going to be the, the most exciting this thing of this whole year is going to be when Buxton gets called up. That's yes. the thing everybody, it's game one, and that's all that anybody really cares. Meyer and Buxton getting called up. Those are the two things I want to see. It's pretty uh, weird. Buxton will be in, in New Britain. He'll get a little bit of a late yeah. start because of the wrist thing, but uh, you know, assuming that doesn't devolve into some It'll devolve. procedure. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he can't. He, maybe he can play with one arm. I mean, he, maybe, like Jim Abbott. But... If anybody can, it'd be Byron. Buxton. If Byron Buxton sure. plays fifty games this year, it'll be a miracle. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. I would God. say Buxton and Meyer are the uh, should be the highlights of the year when they debut, and I think they both will debut this year. Um, you know, in addition to, to Hicks and Arcia and Gibson and Pinto all being on the roster right, right now, there is a lot of opportunities to see the future, which I think differentiates this year from last year when we had to watch Cleet Thomas play like sixty games. So yeah. let's talk about this. If you have an outfield consisting of Oswaldo Arcia and Buxton and Hicks, do you play Buxton in left center and Hicks in right center and just give Arcia a lawn chair and let him sit out by the ball <laughs> bowl or something? <laughs> play Rover right behind shortstop. Yeah, right behind second base or something. I like, I like that idea, yeah. Give him a stack of Uno cards or, like, yep. Connect Four or something. Just keep him busy out there. Just Teach just him a couple like magic tricks, have him go into left field and just do magic tricks for the kitties. I don't know. Climb into the bullpen, do a show a there. Giant beanbag chair. Uh, speaking safe, of comfortable. Don't pull having anything. Uno in the outfield, I don't know which one of you guys made the comment about uh, Arzwaldo Arcia trying to get his fun dip stick out of his uh, <laughs> candidate. That was that me. Was, that was, that was, that was me. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no I shame. love Arzwaldo. I love him. I love the guy. He's but just it's a big puppy dog. It's he's just, you can just see him. He's never focused. He's an ADD kid. He's yeah. Mike Myers and pulling on that rope with the, tied to the jungle gym. There's nothing more fun than when what looks like a routine fly ball goes up to right field and the camera cuts to the camera from behind home plate and RC is nowhere in the picture somehow. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gone. <laughs> Where is he? Like oh, that's oh. where now he's you know standing facing the wrong way over by the follow yeah. line, waving at someone. Got to call crowd. a timeout. He's in the dugout. Oh, huh? That's great. 
I think you can hide one outfielder though to a decent extent if you've got two really really good. I think you're right. So that will be even great. in even in target fields outfield. I, you could probably get away with it. Right. Yeah. The Twins uh, well, won yeah, games the, with Delman Young in the outfield. So the Twins had yeah Delman with Denard and Gomez, and those those were some nice outfields actually. Uh, well, and, here we go. And to oh, feel that what Nick said, I do think. You know, 2016-17, their hope is that Arcia won't be in the outfield at all. It'll be Rosario in left field and Buxton in center and Hicks in right. And Arcia DHing. That's got to be their long-term hope is that pans out. Yeah. All right, so that's your field. Uh, we're, who are we thinking is designated hitting in t- next year's opening day lineup, assuming the guys that we have on the field there? Who is the – who is uh, – who is – lost it already like who is old and will be waived and out of baseball right now that uh, Josh Willingham Jason Kubel Chris Parmalee Chris Calabello who else yeah Robin Ventura yeah. He's not play, he hasn't played in quite a while he's I mean, just somebody you don't even know Ruben Sierra. I think like Tory Hunter is probably still too good right yeah he might yeah. still be too good is there somebody in Japan that's just tearing up Japan that they'll go and get for like a Matt, Matt Merton or something like that, maybe? Yeah, yeah Casey McGahee's. <laughs> I know with Miami this year, it'll be like that. Junior yeah. Ortiz has got to be available. Yep. Actually, is Hunter's contract up? Because he would be kind of perfect. He's old. He will, he will He's be a former twin. I actually could see that. In fact, I think I wrote about that last year, how I could definitely see him being brought in as the mentor for all the young kids that are going to be on the team, and uh, it'd be a good retirement stop for him. Yep. Buxton's can, mentor. That's a great call. So that's it. The DH right. is Tory Hunter next can, year. I like it. You can yeah. teach Buxton how to try to punch his teammates. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that's even with fair. all the great Lou Ford stories about ironing his shirt while wearing it and stuff, I think my favorite story is still the time Tory Hunter tried to punch Justin Morneau and missed and hit Nick Puto instead. Yeah, this is so perfect. Yeah, that didn't get enough play. That's no. amazing. That's That's one of the great ones. I I enjoy that story. All right, so the rotation, uh, Rocky Nabisco is still signed. Mike Pelfrey, is he still signed for next year? Please tell me. Yeah. They signed him a two-year deal, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. Oh, you got to lock him up, guys. Oh and Phil yeah, Hughes. Is, one-year deal? Yeah, Phil Hughes is on a six-year contract, so there you got those three. Gibson. Gibson, Gibson and, and Meyer. Meyer. And Meyer. I think that's that's the hope, is that you got those, those five, and uh, that wouldn't be too bad. You say that, but they're going to re-sign Korea two days after the season ends. Oh, oh John, why? What is your deal tonight? Because I'm just trying to get prepared. Well, I saw they were talking. There was You're like encouraging Nick to give you some hope, and then he does, and then you. Uh, which was frightening. Yeah. Uh. I think you know they really need, one thing I realized today was that they really need Meyer to be like just a stud. Because as much as I'm sort of hopeful about the improvement of the pitching staff this year, I look at Ricky Nolasco compared to like, 25 other teams opening day starter and it's bad i mean yeah, you know, compared to Chris Sale, jared weaver mm-hmm. uh jose fernandez i mean <laughs> there's just so many good pitchers pitching today and the last goes up there throwing like 75 percent hanging breaking balls <laughs> and it's just... yeah. tuning it I mean, up he, to 84 legitimately on a playoff team he's a number four starter yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have any problem with Alaska. He's, like, yeah, he's a nice, probably number three, or number four. Pitched great after he was he got number four last, year, last year. Yeah, yeah. on uh, a playoff team, he's the guy that you see like game four of the ALDS. You see an article like 
Ricky Nolasco plans to use veteran presence to jump in after not starting for a month or whatever like that, something like that. Yeah. Just they're yeah. throwing him in there because somebody got hurt in practice or something. Serviceable. Like yeah. So I think Gibson becoming sort of that number two, number three, Scott Baker type, and Meyer really becoming a dominant starter are probably more important to this team's future than anything involving Buxner, Sano, or anyone. They need, they need to have some, some good pitching at the front end or they're not going to do anything. They're both important, but I think you're right. That's they gotta get those yeah. one two. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Cole Stewart's just too far away. Yeah, yeah. Trevor yeah. May isn't gonna be that. If he gets to be like a four or five, that they'll do cartwheels. Yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, Trevor May sucks. I, I thought he was supposed to be, really be good. Over. Well, if he stays a starter, they'll be excited. I, I think they're just praying he can he can stay a starter. Yeah, right. And the same's probably true of Berrios. Uh, you know, he'll. Be a great reliever at least, but uh, that's not exactly what they're hoping for. It just doesn't look like I'm starting Major League ba- it, it, There's nobody in Major League Baseball that looks like J.J. Barrios. He looks like one of the guys selling peanuts. He's just, he looks like sure. a little tiny teenager. He's a little tiny guy. He's too well, small. I feel, like- I feel bad for him. He looks, he's not like the guy for uh, Kansas City. He's not quite that small. Yeah. But, uh, what is that guy's name? Tim, Tim, Collins. Tim, Tim Collins. Yeah, yeah Tim, Tim Collins. Tim, yeah. yeah, but he's he's just not a very big guy. Just, he'll be a bullpen guy, too. You're right. Yeah, so. Okay, so if everything breaks perfectly, they should be sort of fun to watch in a year and a half. Yeah. 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 Right. All right. They should be like, <laughs> here we go. I don't want to count out the idea of them being fun to watch this year. I mean, we really should focus on those young guys. Uh, you know, the the four guys I mentioned, they're already on the roster, and the guys are coming up. There's there's some potential there for some fun times. But uh, you're right. Got to question marks. Uh, the only we said it a couple of weeks ago. The only thing you you should care about is anybody who has a chance to be on the team in 2016. Those are the only yep. people you should pay any attention to. And there's only like six or seven of them that are on the roster right now. There'll be a lot of turnover. Yeah, you think that? I hope so. <laughs> you might be right. Maybe, what, maybe I'm wrong. Fuck! I hope I'm. I hope I'm right. Yeah, I mean, every time I think that they can't get any more clueless, they drop Worley. They drop Presley. They just do these insane things to me that just are so weird. I, I, I haven't been paying a ton of attention, so I could be wrong. But just so much of this came out of left field and just. Is surreal the moves that they're making. Well, the, the Bartlett, Bartlett move, thing yes. really the Bartlett thing again. It doesn't matter, but holy shit, what are you guys thinking? What? How? Yeah. How far is your opinion that different from my opinion? I feel like I know baseball. Well, that's the thing, you know. People are like, "Why is everyone overreacting about the last guy on the bench?" And it's not that it's going to have that big of an impact. It's just the the thought process that goes into this is nuts to me. I mean, yeah. they, what could your reasoning about- possibly be? They keep talking about Bartlett. He's an athlete, as if like every major league player is not a good athlete. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you know? Well, Bartlett probably can play all the outfield spots, and a lot of people can, but he never has. Here's what uh, probably happened: they put Bartlett out there for outfield for outfield practice, and he was standing next to Willingham and Kubel and RC, and they're like, you know, I think this guy's got something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has a guy to hit the forehead with one baseball. factor. Uh, well, Nick, just... you bring up a good point that people say, well, why, why is it a big deal? Why should you care about the last guy on the roster? Today was a perfect example. They had a guy, at, you know, they had the tying run at the plate with Pete Florimono, which is the perfect time for you know, lefty pitching, perfect time to pinch hit mm-hmm. and bring up a right-handed masher off the bench. And they, their only option really was Ed Escobar. 
That's yep. who they pinch hit. Or they could have brought in Kubel, who would have immediately uh, had to face a lefty reliever, which would have been just Wouldn't as work. disastrous. So, yeah, just, yeah, so they had nobody on the... They had Jason Bartlett or Ed Escobar as their right-handed options off the bench. And, it's ugly. But that's why you care, because yeah. they had a chance to tie the ball game up, or at least get within a run, and Ed Escobar struck out. Yep. I mean, that's... Because he's Ed Escobar. I like him, but that's... What he does, he's yeah. a utility infield. And the sad thing is, Ed Escobar is the vastly better uh, offensive option than Jason Bartlett, which is uh-huh. which is nuts. But uh, yeah. you know, they they pinch hit Escobar for Florimon because he's a better hitter than their starting starting shorts starting shortstop, which he probably also is. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And yet, both those are better options than their backup than their utility man. So that's basically <sighs> three guys that just absolutely yeah. cannot hit on the roster. Wow, um, it's it's bad. Yeah, it's real bad. All right, yeah, so they're not, not good. Ain't good. And smarter. That's the thing. And we we've been talking about it since he, Ryan came back. That I think this old dog's going to learn new tricks. And it's just very clear that they they just aren't. They aren't interested <laughs> in, in thinking differently about anything. So, no. well, uh. well. But here's a silver lining. I'm going to try this. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. Try it all. All right, all good right. luck. Weird. Oh, all right, crack my knuckles. Need a spotter. Get Let's a spotter a for bit. this. Not Chris Colabello started at DH today against a left-handed starter instead of Jason Kubel. Mm-hmm. That's good to see. That's your silver I mean, lining? Really, platoon? Fairly obvious. Ron, 70s. Ron Gardner would not have done that two years ago yeah. because Jason Kubel's a veteran – he goes and gets it. He's a leader in the clubhouse, etc. Uh, he would have started Jason Kubel two years ago and not Chris Colabella. Especially because... Guys, I'm, tra- I'm trying here. Get, what, don't, I'm just trying. He had a 500 slugging percentage against Chris Sick this game. He was one for four at the double. So, especially, it's really hard to pass him up. Uh, that's true. That's a good comeback. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. So. Guys, I'm trying. I'm scrapping here. you got to give me something. <laughs> Fuck, I'm trying. No, no I, I agree. I thought that was a good thing. It, it offset my annoyance with Kurt Suzuki batting second um, to some extent. Uh, I, you know, I think that if, if he manages to keep uh, Colabello and Kublin a somewhat strict platoon, the DH position could be not a disaster. Um, and I think it would be really awesome if Carl Bell has a good year. That's that's another thing that I'm really watching for. He's a good story. That'd be fun. You're right. Yep. Yeah. I like him. Yep. All right. Let me let me mention a donation quick because we got a donation this week, and it's actually kind of a special one because it was from Andrew Shaw, who apparently listens from Georgia. His address is in Georgia, and I can't imagine why anyone from Georgia would listen to us. But Georgia, uh, like Eastern Europe? No, like the state, not the country. Uh, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I made it as a wedding gift for a friend at the real Ben Dizzy, D-Z-Z-Y at the end, and who he says is a loyal SportsVist listener and his fantasy football rival. And I just want to say that might be the worst wedding gift I've ever heard of. (laughs) (laughs) Really odd. Motherfucker. Seriously just did that. I I mean, we appreciate the donation, Andrew, but I hope you got him a real (laughs) present, too. Big shaky thing. also shitting in a box and sending it to him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, We put out a call for Twitter mailbag questions today because we haven't done that in a long time. So let's run through a few of these here while we're at it. Um, Emobi Longfellow Fellow, E-M-O-E-B-Y, his question is, would basketball be better if they had basketball innings? Ooh, wow. That's a – nope, it wouldn't be. You can't nope. get it better basketball. Basketball is uh, as good as it gets, guys. Proving it. Here's the thing: is that basketball already gets so boring uh, with the way the ends of the games go down, with the timeouts and the last mm-hmm. two minutes taking forty minutes. That Agreed. if there was no time clock, the game would be totally unbearable. Um, oh, it'd be. Whereas baseball has a not. natural flow to it and just moves along at a good pace, especially when Mike Pelfrey's pitching. That's sad. That's a sad. His <laughs> other question was: Will Target Field ever get bullpen cars? I'm going to go ahead and say no. I don't know. With Perkins having that new contract and having a little more sway around there, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Too much I fun. They, might, they can't have they fun. Might, no. no, you're right. They're not going to... Maybe uh, bullpen segues. Speaking of Perkins, um, <laughs> I was told uh, when I on Twitter before logging on here that I'm supposed to be aware of the anti-Sharkman sentiment uh, from one John Sharkman. And it was funny because when I was down in Fort Myers, I went into the Twins Clubhouse after one of the games, and Sharkman was actually sitting at Glenn Perkins' stall. Of course and, uh, he was. Sounds about right. Of course he was. Any questions from reporters on Glenn's behalf? Uh, and they were, they were <laughs> going to catch a few big, uh, big Marlins on the ocean, I think, after the game. We don't have an anti-Sharkman bias. We have an anti-Big Lebowski We don't bias. have an anti-Big Lebowski anti- bias. We just said it wasn't the best movie ever made. Yep, and I've never right. seen it. Manufacturing a controversy with us. Although that's it is right. close, guys. It actually is up there. It's a it's very really good movie. Good movie. It's borderline master. I'd put it in my top Sorry. five for sure. Yeah, oh, but you, you say Freddy Got Fingered is the most underrated yeah, film of all true. time, so your opinion Nick, is completely different. Get off our side. Yeah. Get away from us. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> You're not allowed to talk about movies on this podcast. Uh, I acknowledge that that's a bad movie. I just have a, a, an affinity for it that I don't expect anyone to share. But Big yeah, because it's the worst movie of all time. a great movie. I'm never yeah. going to see it. Uh, the more you guys talk about it, the less uh, <laughs> chance there is. We know. Never, we that know. blows my mind because I, I feel like you would love it, right? Would he, would he no. not love it? Yes. No? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He would. No, it's so smart. See, see, the problem it's is you just told him he would love way. it, so he'll never love it. Person. He <laughs> but he's secretly very smart. Yeah. There we go. Here Professor we go. of Classics at St. Olive, Clarence Swampton. All right. He's big Bowski of human beings. Next question from Dan Mick at Daniel Mick. Who is the least sportive player in Minnesota? We got to ask this. We get, it's, if it's not Dan Heatley, then fuck each of you. Yep. Squarely <laughs> in your buttholes. That's yeah, yeah, true. I have, <laughs> doesn't I have try. to be considered in the conversation. Who's that? J.J. Barea. J.J. Barea mm-hmm. has a chance, too. How about Ploofsy? 
Plouffe That's, is I'm, still I'm, I want to hear the JJ Barea argument. What state your case? Show your work. What's I'm, my ears are open. I want to. Well, first of all, right. what discusses what 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 uh, constitutes an anti-sportive player? Like just an annoying player, basically. Well, the most sportive he... player is a hardworking goofball. Yep. He's a complete That's nutcase. Lunch pail, lunch pail guy. Doesn't give a shit what people think about him. He's maybe weirdo, maybe not. Either way, he's not trying to be. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just yep. him. He's just he's his own guy. And you get bonus because we're gigantic homers and we don't apologize for it. You get bonus points for being from here, but you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to be from here. Anthony Swarzak, Swarzak is, is the most. He's from Florida. Yeah, he's from as far away. He's from in here. that case. Yeah, yep. but he doesn't seem to be like trying to be like. Like Brian Wilson, that fucking weirdo. Yep. He's not. He's trying way too nope. hard to be. Nope. Get to the fuck out of here, Brian Wilson. Well, the guy from the Beach Boys, Brian Wilson, actually is kind of sportive because he's like <laughs> he super sportive. sportive. Yeah. I would know nothing more than to just sporty. spend the next four years in my fucking bedroom away just from all you assholes. Just not even just talking. So hard to, to create an album, and then he heard a better album and lost his mind. For <laughs> That's then he put a sandbox in his living room. And, you know, there it is. Just because another uh, album was so good, he yep. lost his mind. That's pretty sportive yeah, right so, there. It's super yeah. sportive. All right, so it's Danny Healy. Uh, next question is from our, our guy. On, I wanted to hear more about why we think Brea is because he's he's kind of just, uh, He's kind of a goofball is the thing. He just is not very good, and he, he whines and pouts so much on the bench, and he just... Is a ball hog despite not being well. Actually, I kind of enjoy the fact that he's a ball hog because it's nice to have a point guard who actually tries to score. But uh, right. I don't know. Somebody take it easy. I like it. No, I. I mean, so let's go by professional team here in town. Okay. The least sportive guy on each roster. Who would be who would be less sportive on the Wolves? I think Berea's got it. I, I'm Berea has to be because the most sportive is probably Dante Cunningham because he's or Robbie Hummel, right? Or Nick Pekovic. Bob Hummel. Guacamole Doritos. Yeah, it's Guacamole Doritos. <laughs> Who's Guacamole Doritos? Guac Dang. Google yeah. Dongs. Georgie Google Ding. Very good. Um, yeah, he's he's a lunch pail guy. Um, there's a few guys on the Wolves. Um, but well, no, I'm Peck because he's just a big. Yeah, giant. I think it's Peck. He clearly he's doesn't care what anybody we're, thinks we're about. We're more him. weird. We're more weird and goofy than we are scary. That's true. I mean, he's legitimately a. a we got to make a call here, guys. Up. I'm going to let you, Brandon, you and John. You guys are all Wolves fans. Whatever. You guys fight it out. I don't care. But we got to pick one. Well, least I think Berea does get least supportive. Right. And most. Democracy. Yeah. Well, let's go Google Dongs. I all like right. him. <laughs> the least sportive. Who's the least sportive Viking? Is Ponder still uh, on the roster? I just I shut my mind off to him. He is. Yeah. He's pretty. And it's Ponder. Eight eight degrees. Ooh, good for you. Uh, fucking All right, we'll give it to Ponder because we also hate him. And yeah, yeah. the least sportive twin can't be. Ma- I still think normally I it would be Joe Maurer, but he's from here, so it can't be him. No, Mauer's fine. It's got to be Ploofsy. Yeah, it might He's be Ploofsy. boy. California surfer dude. Real hard yeah. to be funny. He doesn't ever get his uniform dirty. We always get our uniform dirty. He's Roger Dorn over there in third base. <laughs> he is, in fact, Roger Dorn. Early, early movie Roger Dorn. I don't know, man. I just don't think he's a sportive guy. I, I like him, but I don't think he's a sportive guy. That's fair. All right, our guy Patrick, right. our guy Patrick Donnelly wants to know, 
What is more likely to be accurate, one of Sid's scoops or a sportive fact? Obviously a sportive fact because they're all correct. <laughs> yeah, we haven't been wrong yet. Nope, we're not building, we're not built, are we building a sportive facility for the sportive podcast? We are. Yeah. Anyone, <laughs> we're breaking down tomorrow. <laughs> oh, all the money is raised and it's happening. It's actually there right now. If you turn <laughs> around, <laughs> bang, it's there. All, right. all on top of your microwave sponsorship dollars. <laughs> Jimmy Dawson at Doe 17. Uh, with Suzuki and his 282 on base percentage over the last two years hitting second, should we send out a search party for Jack Goin? Goin. I don't know how to pronounce his name. The twin stats guy. Oh, oh. yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's not real person. You're not listening to him. Yeah. Yep. They, Maybe he's uh, turn or something. Well, uh, we can't about it since uh, Suzuki was an RBI machine today, right? I mean, they, they wouldn't have scored any runs if they yeah. had How dare second, you, Jimmy so. Dawson? He is this <laughs> offense. <laughs> that was what he got. Yeah, Jimmy. Um, yeah, you know, when we were Guardi, Guardi always says that he's – he always phrases it very weirdly. He says, we'll see what the computer spits out uh, for lineup, <laughs> as if they're just, like, plugging in, like, calculations, and it's, like, shooting out pieces of paper with lineups on <laughs> And I yeah, think that's I, honestly what Gardenhire thinks happens. He seems to have so little um, connection with technology and what's actually happening. He's thinking of a control data computer <laughs> from 83 with the little cards that come out with the little holes punched out of them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he, he claims to take that very seriously, and last year he did have Maurer hitting second. So, you know, hopefully if this thing uh, goes the way we expect it to, either Hicks will have worked himself up to the top of the order very quickly, or they'll they'll just move out, you know, bump everyone up a spot and move Suzuki down. Hicks won't move up. If Hicks starts hitting like he did today, they're going to keep him there forever because that's where, he, that's he's, where he's comfortable. comfortable. Yeah. They're going to say, nope, yeah, he's comfortable, dude, ain't moving him. Nope. He batted Jock Jones leadoff for like seven years, and no one said anything. Because he hit one home run leadoff yep. one time, and he just already got a big old boner, and that was it. There's nobody. The the That's even a good thing, having like your best home run hitter hitting leadoff where you can't drive anyone in. Like uh, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I like, really like that one nothing lead. Yeah, well, <sighs> that works when you have Santana as your pitcher, but uh, and then Brad Gradke, yeah, goes yeah. out and gives up four. <laughs> right. I mean, I know some people give Gardy shit, but there's really nobody that I can think of uh, locally that is less criticized. I mean, he bets Suzuki second, and the most reaction is we're just going, oh, man, well, that's Guardy for you. You know, well, I mean, if he starts betting Joe Maurer second, not, we start uh, giving him a lot of credit. That's weird, right? No, that's I think just you're just not thing. reading the right parts of Twitter here. Well, I mean, he's still employed. I don't see people, like, totally flipping out that he doesn't understand how computers work. No, people <laughs> definitely like flip out about that. Like, I think we did earlier. Very good at his job. Um, I don't know. I just I don't. I, I feel like not, we're going, that's him. That's okay. It's, it's not necessarily a huge deal. Batting order is is sort of just I don't know. It doesn't have a huge impact. You'd like to see better decisions no, I know. being made, but, but it's more about the process. I'm t- it, it's just the same thing as keeping Bartlett as your twenty fifth guy. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. But I would, we're talking more about like the decision making process that goes into it. Oh yeah, I agree. I, so I mean, I I like the guy. It's fine, but it's just weird how we just go. Oh well, that's Guardy. Oh, especially with works. three straight years of just nonstop losing and pre- people pretty much acknowledging that this year is going to be the same thing. And still, it doesn't seem like he's on any kind of hot seat to me. So he's like, we'll see what the computer spits out. And I would like, 
I would think you'd like politely laugh and then be like, "You're gonna lose your job, dude." You learn <laughs> I do. I will does. disagree with you, Nick. We do need a little controversy on this because we're kind of all agreeing. With the, I will disagree with you. I think he is a Nazi. I think if they have another ninety year or ninety loss season, I, be I would like to think Bob is not convinced. There's, I'm not saying he should. I'm not saying he shouldn't. I just we're we're talking about what what will happen. I do think if they lose ninety, he's gone. Do you think that he's a package deal with Terry Ryan that they'll both go? I don't. I do not think they will ever fire Terry Ryan in a million billion years. I, I don't he's know how it's going to work down. out. He's going to have He'll to go just down step and be down. Like, Dude, I. Nobody can survive four ninety lost seasons in a row. Nobody. He won't survive it. Nobody can make it. Even him. Okay, so now you said that he. Are oh, you talking about Guardy? I'm talking about Guardy. Yeah. Terry okay. Ryan is. Will have he a can job. Survive anything. He's a cockroach. Yeah, Terry That's, Ryan is bulletproof. Yep. He is unbreakable. But, uh, I don't think Guardy is. I think uh I think if he again another ninety loss season, if if he's in the seventy wins, if he gets up to seventy five or so, he'll make it. But uh I do think he's got some pressure. It really goes to show you how important it is just to be a friendly person, like how far along that can get you in life, even if you are not that competent at your job in a very high profile thing like that. If either one of those guys were just an asshole, like not fun mm-hmm. to be around like David Kahn, they would have been gone so yeah. long ago. You're right. That's a good nice. point. Just don't rock the boat. Nope. Try Kids, hard. It's a lesson, Nick. It's a lesson for you. Yeah. you <laughs> get out there. <laughs> you know, when you really finally finish middle school. school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's All it's right. it's uh ugh. All right. Rich Smith wants to know, does the brand of ketchup matter? What are the top three? Oh, my God. This is something we debate at work a lot, actually. I have My boss at work is a diehard Heinz ketchup guy and says he won't eat anything else. I would like to blind taste test him and see if he would actually know the difference. He'll know the difference. Yeah? I think he will. I think it's sweeter than the others. Yep. Mm, mm. Clarence, I think this I... question is sort of directed at you, to be honest with us. Well, well, I'll address it. Uh, I'll address Nick first. I, I'll guarantee you, I could t- taste the difference. I eat more ketchup than any two any two people you can think put together. Um, I I do not have. I'm not a diehard. I am the cheapest bastard you've ever met. Also, so if the R Family brand or you know the knockoff brand is on sale, um, I'll buy. <laughs> yeah, food cl- I'll buy it. I ain't afraid. The Trader Joe's makes a nice ketchup, I will say. Never been inside of a Trader Joe's <laughs> in my life. <laughs> that um, so that's the thing. It's adventurous. Yes. I don't think I've ever seen a Trader Joe's in my life. But uh, Heinz is the best. I will give it that. But I don't have to have it. I will say at the bottom is any of the house-made artisanal ketchups that a restaurant has. They're all the chunky ones. The, just knock it off with the stuff. Peach, with the, peach ketchup. Pe- peach chutney. Peach what, chutney what ketchup. A, uh, fancy a piece of ketchup. toast. Because I know that fine, you, know, you uh, can get some really the fancy ketchups come in the packets at the McDonald's and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering what makes them fancy. Is there a particular uh, attribute? I have no. Uh, McDonald's ketchup is like Heinz, isn't it? It might come I, in I always packet, thought but... so, but they call it fancy ketchup, and it seems like if you call it that, you better back it up somehow. Yeah, well, no, I mean, Paris Hilton wears expensive clothes, but at heart, she's basically <laughs> just a pretty much a prostitute. So, I mean, what's it, we'll let the audience Yeah, you can life. put it in a package, whatever you want, but it's still pretty much just Heinz ketchup. So, Clarence, you eat a lot of ketchup, but there's still. 
Do you put it on just weird things that you shouldn't be putting no. ketchup on? Because to me, it's just a hamburger or French fries. There's no other food that goes with ketchup. Like chicken nuggets? Is that weird? No, that's not weird. It's good on chicken I nuggets. Don't eat, I don't eat it on hot dogs. Um, I don't eat it on anything but cheeseburgers and uh, grilled cheese. I'll dip yep. it in a little bit of... Is that weird? No. I think that's fair. That's, that no, seems it's makes awfully sense. good on grilled cheese. I'm trying to think. I can think of four things. That's about it. Um, so how often do you eat cheeseburgers and french fries that you eat more ketchup than any two people put together? You, you know what? I will say at for that meal, when I'm eating a burger or fries, I eat a lot. But I don't eat a lot of burgers and fries anymore. I just I don't. I'll, I'll eat one or two. But we don't live... In, I'd have to make them myself, and that's... Mm-hmm. In the summertime, I eat a lot more of them because grilling is a lot easier. This yeah. winter, it was been too hard. That's it. Heinz is at the top. Any knockoff brand is your next couple ones. Hunts is okay. It's a little bit sweeter. I could definitely tell the difference. So, so Clint, you're gonna... being that you're such a ketchup aficionado, what would you say is mm-hmm. the strangest thing you put ketchup on? <laughs> that sounds like grilled chicken cheese. Nug- Probably chicken nuggets or grilled cheese. That's about it. That's oh, a little standard. Fish? Okay. You put ketchup on fish. Yes, Stu, that's funny stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot. I'm sorry. I have to eat fish to put it on on, uh, fish. Sorry. I forgot. That's all right. So you're saying you you would put it on chicken nuggets, but if you have a bunch of, like, barbecue sauce or something, are you going to choose ketchup? Yeah. Over barbecue sauce? Sure. Okay. Okay. I, I love barbecue sauce. Too. Slightly fucked up. Oh, I was slightly. I was really afraid you were going to say you did not like barbecue sauce there, Clint. It was just going to no, be I the craziest it. thing ever. I love all sauces. Big sauce guy. Do you ever yep. do homemade Big barbecue sauce, sauce? All the time. Yep. So good. Man, I, what a pleasure. So easy. Right. So good. Ketchup and brown sugar, and yeah, away you go. A little mustard in there. Uh-huh. Play ball. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I love Play it. Play ball. All right. Next question. Uh, Giles Farrell says, "Why do people wear socks with sandals?" I don't we're know why. Giles, we're the why, why? Why don't you? We're old people. That's yeah. what we do. Because we don't care anymore. That's why. No, no it still doesn't make any sense. Even for old guys, I, I don't know what the point was. I no, don't. It's because it's yeah. like it's. An, I think I probably know why. It's annoying to bend down to put shoes on when you get old. Yep, your back hurts. That could be. I that's fair. Work. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's it. Do you guys? I don't. I don't wear socks or sandals. But I don't either. I don't but care if you do. I can see I why people do. I'm not going to oh. judge them. Stu, you're the you're the oldest. Do you wear socks or sandals? No, no, of course not. It's still okay. cool, guys. I don't wear sandals. Yeah, I guess I wear flip flops. But I, I've gone to Target in slippers before, so I'm not. In, I'm not going to judge Jesus, anybody. John, you're a young man. You've already given Jesus up. Christ. Oh, I gave up a long time ago. That's just insane. Sweatpants and right into slippers in public, huh? That's usually the last bastard for, like, the old folks' home. I think I was sick that day and just didn't want to buy it. Did you remember to bring your Ziploc bag full of toenails, you weird beard? (laughs) (laughs) Always. Chris Goose. Well, that kind of feeds into our next question, which is from John Sharkman, which we already sort of covered, which is why the anti-Lebowski and ergo anti-Sharkman agenda specifically directed at me. We already covered that one. Yeah, it's covered. Um, uh, Chas Neff wants to know: Is so is Wisconsin letting in North Dakota, then losing to North Dakota, leading to North Dakota playing against the Gophers? Just Wisconsin being stupid, or some sort of nefarious master plan? Spies, spies. fucking spies. spies. Yeah. Oh, there's a conspiracy there. Don't don't think there isn't. They they want you to believe there isn't. That's that's what they want. 
pretty much exactly how I see it as well. Yeah. I, I'm a hockey guy. Welcome to the ring, Stu. (laughs) Our next question actually might be specifically directed to Stu, but I think it was the best question we got from Paul Merrill. Ron Davis, Steve Dills, and Christian Leitner walk into a bar, and you can only punch one of them in the face. Who do you punch? Good question. Okay, do I have to choose between Dills and Leitner after done punching Ron Davis to death? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I think the choice is Ron Davis. We just got our answer. All right, who? Let's assume you've killed Ron Davis and the police are on their way. Which of the other two do you punch first? Uh, one of the most famously hated Timberwolves in 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 the history of that franchise. So why was Christian Leitner hated? I guess it's an ignorant question. But that's the only reason. Wasn't he? He was okay as a Timberwolf. Did he go to an All Star game and he played? He was okay. Yeah, he was okay. He was an asshole, though. I think. I mean, Ron Davis was hated because he was bad, and he lost games and made people grumpy. Leitner, just because he was from Duke, he wasn't a bad player. Well, who, who did they draft him in front of? Didn't they draft oh, him in front of someone very good? No, oh, wasn't that one? It was just after Shaq and Morning, I think. Yeah, that's why. Oh, that's what it was. he was supposed uh, to be Shaquille O'Neal or Alonzo Morning, and he wasn't. Say, uh, Brandon, do you know where did the Wolves finish that season before? I mean, did they finish third in the league, or did they finish no, they first? Were the worst. They, they were the worst, and last. they picked third when there was yep. two good players. But Dave Stern, it's all about board. Fucking Dave Stern, it's all hunky dory. Oh, they, they finished last, and there were two good players, and the Wolves ended up picking third. I, think I don't the, think that. The was frozen. I don't think they finished last that year. Uh, this isn't a sport of fact. We're gonna actually have to look this one up later on, and we'll see. I feel like I'm not arguing. I don't know about that. it. Every single like for our entire lives, how fucked we had gotten. I think they probably were second, maybe, maybe second or third. All right, we'll see. <sighs> we'll look it up. Right. I'm right. looking it up. We'll we'll come back to that in just a sec. Next question yes. from Polly Baseball. Fill in the blank. Baseball in Canada is comparable to blank in the U.S. I don't know. Canada. Probably hockey. I guess. No, yeah, Canada, Canada in the U.S. In the US. <laughs> Baseball in Canada is comparable to Canada in the U.S. It's something we think about periodically, like, oh, look. Oh, and yeah, think, Canada. Oh, makes us a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Canada's still around. Look at that. Canada's up to something. Good to see yeah. Canada. Good to yeah. see you. Yeah. And then we forget about them again. All right. Lucky Canadians. Next question from Christian. Now that Johnny Football stock is dropping, what is Clarence's ingenious plan to raise his stock so the Vikings can take him? I don't have a plan. As it, they're going to do the opposite of whatever I want. I could just keep going back and forth and uh, all the different things I think should happen, and Spielman will see right through me down deep into my soul to what I actually want to happen, and he will do the opposite. That's what's going to happen. The person that I want them to take, he will do the exact opposite. That's what I think. Fair like Bridgewater will be there, and he won't take him. That's what I want. He will take a defensive tackle from Notre Dame, <laughs> just because it's the op- exact opposite of what I want. I think that's fair. Um, next question is from Free Alonzo. What is our opinion of dweeby players like Bartlett or Butera having kick-ass Van Halen songs as walk-up music? I would have to say anything they can do is probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. I- what is Perkins' walk-out song? What does he come out to? Do we know? 
Does he come out to a kick-ass song? I think it's probably just a Minnesota Rouser, isn't it? <laughs> cool. No, it's not. What's no, that? Nick, do you know what is Perkins? Uh, I can't. I can't think offhand. I can think of a stand up and shout, but that was Nathan, right? That's Nathan. Yeah, yeah. No, he comes out to "Loving You" by Minnie Ripperton, I believe. Stu, <laughs> <laughs> would you mind singing that for us? Yeah, that's right. That's perfect. Yep, that's a that song. Uh, no, I don't think that has any bearing on how much I dislike those guys. I'm sorry, guys. Not any, no. All right. Uh, our guy Floyding wants to know how many wins Jason Bartlett's clubhouse savvy is going to be worth, seven, eight, or more. <laughs> uh, you can't put a number on savvy. Yeah, like you that. can't put yeah, a number on savvy. No, That's not. just, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do everything, basically. Well, the thing is, it'll probably only result in three or four wins this year, but it's probably going to be like four more wins for the next decade because of all the lessons he's going to be teaching these young guys. He sets the tone. He sets the tone so, for the franchise. I think you're I right. I would say in total, I'm going to say 40. Four wins <laughs> a year fair. for the next decade. Is it weird be right? how Jason Bartlett once was held down for a man who had no business starting in the major leagues, Juan Castro, Juan because Castro. of his lack of leadership, and now he, despite having no business being in the major leagues, gets a roster spot solely because of his leadership. It's a yeah. wheel. It's it all comes around. I'm believing it. I'm buying into it. Similar to Kubel, wheel. right? Wasn't Kubel kind of shit on when he was younger, too? Yeah. No, he I think everyone was excited, and then his knees fell apart. Yeah. All at yeah. once, too. Yeah, he was running, bad. and then bang, his knees just exploded. Yeah, that was that was tough. It was tough. Yeah, so forty is my answer. Zach. Okay, that's fair. I'm on board. Derek Karen wants to know who makes the playoffs first: the Timberwolves or the Lakers? Lakers. Um, dude, I I don't want to get into this with you, man. That's clearly not don't. true because you do every day on Twitter. I drag him into it. It's my own I fault. It's not him. It's my point of the Timberwolves being in better shape than the Lakers was an indictment on the Lakers. Not that I believe in the Timberwolves at all. Well, then you shouldn't have said it that way. Because words have meaning, Brandon. Words have meaning. <laughs> and if words don't have meaning, then they don't have meaning. Uh, they are currently in better shape than the Lakers. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, obviously, the Wolves, they would have to get in next year. And I suppose that's sort of possible. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Wolves. All right. I'll stick with the Lakers and it's 60 year, years of history did. on my side and 30 years. The Lakers are 60 years of history, Clarence. You're like the guy you have like a Ford F-150 that's gone like 250,000 miles and has never been broken down at all. And then one day, both the wheels fall off, off the truck. And you're on the side of the road going, no, it's still good. It's still good, guys. Don't worry about it. I can, I Put can it back it. on. Put it back on. Go another 500,000 miles. Wheels have Fucking gone in a, in off the heartbeat. You have. Nope. Two-wheeled, 250,000-mile Ford F-150. That's who the Lakers are right now. They, they would put them in the middle and turn it into a fucking motorcycle, and away <laughs> they go for 500,000 miles. That's because they're the Lakers, and the Timberwolves could buy a brand-new fucking car and have to return it because of the fucking lemon law. That's just the way life is. The Lakers are the best franchise in NBA history, and the yeah. Wolves are the worst. And it's just the way life is. It's the fucking way it is. Sometimes, sometimes we'll see. Not right now. Not for the. Not for. I have no idea how long, but it's going to be a while. All right. Next question. Our guy Dylan Dragswick, former former podcast guest, 
wants to know why don't adults make forts as much as they did when they were kids? And my answer to that is because they're not fun anymore. Because forts for are yourself. Awesome. I think that still also has to do with um, bad backs and bending over. Anything that involves that, that is, I'm not really into it anymore. I think part of this comes back to... I can't speak to this. Yeah, Nick, do you still make forts? I mean, I'm not a fort right now. Is that a blanket over the pillow cushions? He's got a flashlight under his chin. Ooh, twins. Scary. This is is a callback, I think, to the last couple of times that Dylan has come over to my house to to watch rugby matches. He's brought his son, and we've ended up making a fort, and every time we decide, why don't we have a fort? Why is Dylan's son getting all of the fort fun when we can My garage is my fort. Yeah. We're bigger than him. We could take his fort. Why don't we? It's true. Kick it over. All right. Uh, I think this might be our last question from presenting sponsor Wade Anderson. Why do I continue to follow the Twins, a team that has made me 10% happy, 40% sad, and 50% angry for the past two decades? And I think the answer is because those numbers are still better than any other franchise in town. Well, first of all, his math is wrong. That doesn't add up to 100. There's no way that adds up to 100%. No, no. How is he a sportive <laughs> listener? That's... 10% of the time, he's in no emotional state. Yeah. yeah. That's the only what did I say? Mike, <laughs> I think I read... Mike Pelfrey pitching. Whenever he pitches, I just... <laughs> I go into a robotic, comatose state. <laughs> Four hours later, I wake up. The fuck? Where am I? Yeah. <sighs> um, I think it's because it's pro- well, I don't know. I'm not like that loyal to a team, but baseball in particular is so hard to just give up one team and go. It's just too much damn work, man. It's 162 games. The Twins are on TV. Just turn those guys on. Just fucking watch them. <clears throat> no matter how much you hate them, they're still on. That would be a lot of work to relearn a whole team's farm system and all the guys and Christ. Yeah. That's- and half half of the baseball is like talking to your dad about it. So if your dad watches the twins, just watch the twins. Just at That's least true. you have something to talk about him about. That's you know, a great family or any bullshit. If you ditch the twins right now, and then in two years they're good again, and they got Buxton, and he's the best player in the league. You're going to be feeling pretty salty about switching over to the Brewers, I think. Yeah, but if that, you ditch the Twins, you're the kind of jerk that's liable to just switch right back and claim you yeah, never left the bandwagon. That's true. That's true. Yeah. We don't want you. We yeah. don't want those guys. Those you're guys a terrible person. Is what don't I'm you dumb. feel like the diehards that get mad at those people are just as bad of, just as annoying now? Oh, like, don't get me started. If you die hard as me, otherwise I don't like you. Yeah. Brandon, right. I don't understand why you just don't like people who care about stuff. I do. I think it's great, but also no, like you hate you hate everyone who cares about things. You're like, you know what? The worst thing you can do as a sports fan is care about your team. What you need to do is drop your team every week and pick up a new one, depending on who has been doing well. Management philosophies. No, I just think like cheer for your team however you want. People get really mad about the way other people cheer for. I, I think the That's Twins true. in particular, though, they fucking flip out about it. And it's just so weird to me. Like, dude. Just watch the game and talk about it with your friends. You don't need to like yell at other that's people. Definitely uh, been something that's been on my mind today. Uh, yes, I, I get very annoyed with people scolding other people on how to be fans. You know, if if you want to be optimistic, good for you. And if you want to be pessimistic uh, regarding the Twins, that's pretty damn understandable. Uh, at least you true. care. Bottom line, in my mind. Well, if you want to be optimistic about the Twins, like I this, right? I just want to help you. You could even get angry about it. I think that's okay. If I get angry, but it's the viewpoint of you don't agree with me, so you are stupid. You don't fully understand a game as much as I do. You just don't get the intricacies of how baseball works or the <laughs> economics of baseball. Fuck God, that. Uh. 
Fuck you. Well, that was that was a little bit how Brandon was making it seem with regards to basketball uh, when you were challenging him on SRS, as I recall. Uh, well, so. that's fine because I truly don't understand basketball <laughs> at all. I'm willing to. I'm willing to uh, admit. As much I watch a game, but that's a foul. What the fuck is that a foul? It was just standing there, driving me crazy. How the hell you guys can watch that shit? Like, and then, then the guy will like bulldoze him over five seconds later, and nope, no call. I don't. If you can tell me what's a foul and what isn't, especially in college basketball, you are a fucking liar. You are lying to me because you have no idea what's a foul. Yeah, college the players I don't. don't it, man. The refs don't. Nobody knows what's going. What the hell's going on? I'm sorry. NBA is bad, but college is worse. I think it's because of the they. There's so many charges. It's all either a charge or a block, and you have no idea either one. It's fifty fifty. Just yeah, takes that could be. Yeah. So I don't know. We got to work on it. But yeah, that's I don't know. Well, Annoying. that's the end of our Twitter mailbag for this week. Thanks to everybody who sent in questions. Yeah. And thanks, guys. I I was surprised because usually our Questions are much, much worse than that whenever we do a Twitter mailbag. So, well done, listeners. You guys are really classing it up. And that much yeah, you guys don't suck as much as last time. Yeah. Good yeah. job for not, not being as sucky. Less awful. <laughs> yeah. Marginally, but still less awful. Next time, I expect terrible questions. Let's just make that happen. Just all trolling. Yeah. So, uh, that's all I got for this week. Anybody else have anything they want to talk about? Should we just do live play-by-play of the wild game right now, Clarence? Nope. Uh, nope. Yeah, we can do that. I'm fine with that. It's, uh, I just turned away to watch the NHL network, but, uh, yeah, let's just do wild play-by-play for a half an hour. All right. No, I should, I should tell you guys about my evening. You know, I, uh, I got home from work. I had some time to kill for the podcast, so I decided to hop on my bike. It was a very... A uh, very nice evening out here in Minneapolis. Um, biked out to Uptown. Decided I should get a bite to eat and a beer, so I went to Nightingale, which is a restaurant on Lindale. It is owned by my brother and his sister-in-law. Very nice place. Shout out. All right. Of course, since yeah. I was in Uptown having drinks, I had to call, uh, send out the bat signal to the Uptown man himself, uh, Mr. Aaron Gleeman. Who was apparently invited to be on this podcast tonight um, and could not do so because he had a uh, an engagement at 10 p.m., so, you know, I was I was drinking a little bit to, to lube myself up for the podcast. He was drinking mm-hmm. a little bit to lube himself up for his, his date. Uh, and I don't I don't know which one of us was Just more nervous. Repeat that, please. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I like that. <laughs> we'll run that back and just play it a couple times. Oh, that's mighty hopeful, Aaron. <laughs> Good luck with all that. You know, you just got to throw your head over the wall oh, sometimes. I'll just lube up now. I'll just pre-lube. When you go hunting, bring the barbecue sauce. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so hopefully that went well for him. I'm sure we'll get to, I'm sure we'll get the updates on Twitter. Um, you know, sure I hope not be. all the updates. I hope he leaves a little to the imagination. That doesn't yes. sound like his style. No, it doesn't yeah. sound like his style. Let's uh, just stick with it. By the way, the Wild just had a breakaway for Justin Fontaine, who got stopped, and the rebound came right out to Kyle Brodziak, and he actually hit the net, so that's an improvement for Kyle Brodziak. <laughs> he hit the goaltender oh, with his shot from Fontaine three feet tried away. to go five-hole, and Brodziak tried to do the same thing. Yes, he did. Fucking A. Maybe we'll try a different avenue here, goobers. What are the chances that the Wild do not make the playoffs? I, I, my understanding is that they're pretty low, but uh, you guys... I would say virtually 0% at this point. They beat Phoenix the other night. Which just yeah, that was big, right? Yeah. Well, see, just straight math, you know, the computers and your SRSs and, and whatnots would say that they're going to make the playoffs. 
You know what computers can't measure? Heart. Heart. Heart fate. Two. Minnesota sports. Oh, they scratched Heatley. <laughs> but they can't measure the misery that it is being a Minnesota sports fan. Computer can't measure that. It doesn't know it. You can't, you can't plug that into computer. Do you so, want to know what the computer says for percentage? I do want sure. to know that. Then, then triple it, because that's the real percentage when you factor in the Minnesota sports misery factor. Uh, they are right now 84% chance to make it. Okay. So tr- so cut that in a quarter. So, yeah, basically a qu- 80% chance to not make it would, would be yeah. the... Just yeah, flip okay. that number around. So there you go. They're, they're toast. They're not. That's the true number. Zero chance. Put yeah. it in the denominator, Very. and there you go. Very good chance. So if they get in, they'll be playing probably like a Chicago or someone of that caliber in the first round? Yeah, if the playoffs can... started right now, they'd be playing Anaheim. Okay, and that would not probably go very well, right? No, it probably would good, man. They match up better with Anaheim than, like, St. Louis. But... 104 points. They're good. Yeah, they're not bad. <laughs> I don't have any fucking... I just am still on the <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're at a 104. They're at a 104. That's they scratched good. Heatley. A healthy scratch. First time. I've been calling for it. You guys, everybody's got to be getting miserable and me bitching about Heatley for I don't think so. Years. I enjoy it every time. And he, they finally scratched him, and when I found out about it, I was so goddamn drunk, I couldn't even celebrate. I was like, <laughs> I barely even remember it happening. Like somebody <laughs> tweeted it to me, I'm like, oh, I think I'm dreaming this, because I'm so drunk, I can barely even see. And uh, this can't be real, and I woke up the next morning and found out it was real. That is fantastic. It's pretty happy. Do yeah. you have Do you have the moment that your night went off the rails, so to speak, Clarence? Yeah, was it a shot? Did you get a heavier beer than you should have gotten? It was the moment that I bought the uh, souvenir cup from the uh, at the Wild Game. Souvenir Sprite. You know, the, what is that? I don't know how big that is. 40 ounces, yeah, 60 something ounces, like something like that. And dumped half of it into the uh, drinking fountain and filled the other half with vodka. Oh, Jesus. That's probably right about where the... Uh, that is an impressive... Oh, impressive, impressive when you're twenty. At thirty-eight, it's it's you're getting towards sad. It's kind of getting you're. Yeah, you're, you're not all the way sad. there. It's still. It's I don't still care. Funny. I'm still gonna do it. I'm, <laughs> I don't really care if you think it's sad or not. I don't care what you think about anything. You know, uh, I'm gonna do it. Speaking of this, we never talked to Brandon about his trip to Vegas for March Madness. Oh yeah, I didn't go to Vegas. Where did you go? Dallas. Oh. I thought you always went to Vegas every year. I did every single year, but I live down here now, so I convinced my pals to come down here, and we just played golf. Oh, and that's what you did. I well, Dallas is the is the Vegas of the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> makes total sense. Um, I will tell you the full story of that weekend either someday or offline. But it was um, I was hung over. I my last drink was Friday night. We didn't drink Saturday or Sunday one beer because we felt like so terrible <laughs> until I think Thursday. I think five day hangover. That's Unbelievable. Getting old. Ugh. Yeah, man, it was a good time. That's my Christmas, though. I mean, that's that's my weekend of the year to just go absolute. My, Danielle and Jones had to leave. They flew home to Minnesota. I was like, you guys can't even be here. <laughs> they, they didn't get a hotel. They like flew out of the state. They needed to go to the opposite state. side of the country. Please that's get as good. far away as you can afford, and that's yeah, that was it. So yeah, it was it was epic. 
So, Great. Stuart, Nick, do you want to talk about being the most drunk you've ever been in your life and how old you are and how terrible you felt? Because that seems to be a theme tonight. Yeah, that was back to back. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, no. No? <laughs> Either that or we talk more about Gleeman's dating life, so those are your choices. Nah, let's talk about nah. Stu being drunk and Nick. That's yeah. yeah. When you hear about old Luby, Luby yeah. Aaron. I hear plenty about that already. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, good old, um, old Lube. Old Lube. I would say the drunkest I've ever been was when I went on a uh, twins bus trip down to uh, Kansas City in probably, like, 2010. And uh, I brought a couple of my buddies who are, like, my, my biggest partying buddies. And it was it was bad. You know, it was, like, partying on the bus all the way down, and then the bus would stop at the bar on the way to the game, and then we'd go to the game, we'd have a suite. Uh, and we had bottle service in the suite. I mean, it was... I, I fell asleep for, like, the first three innings of the game in my seat, and uh, I think we eventually got kicked out for starting a fight on the party deck with some, like, 40-year-old dude <laughs> who might have been Clarence. The best part of that story is... The best part of that story is that you think that's why you got kicked out. You're not actually sure why you got shown the door. No, that's, that's my assumption. It might have been the fight. It might have been the fire we lit. It's hard yeah. to say. There are a lot of things that <laughs> And then I once. kicked George Brett in the nuts. But I think it's because I was wearing a Twins hat. <laughs> yeah. So, that would be my pick. Stuart? Oh, Stu, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I don't that. even know. It's, you know, it's been a long, strange trip, and, uh, Let's, uh, one time we drank a bar in Wisconsin out of Jägermeister. That's oh good. Boy. Tough to do. That is hard. That's a good start. And, good. and Captain Morgan. Oh. At the same time, which is really difficult <laughs> to do. That is hard. Um, that was uh, 1997. Good year. Good year. Um, let's go with that. I, ah. it was the drunkest I've ever been. That probably was close. But yeah, I, I've. Boy, I'd have to ponder. My wife is like looking at me like, "Oh, I've got, I've got more answers for this one." <laughs> yeah, pass, let me go, just pass the phone over to her. Sorry, okay. Talk to her okay, for a little bit. Hold on, let me, let me go get the diary. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, one, one time, she's got a lot of repressed memories. Um, one time in Spicer, Minnesota, I drank a lot of Tanqueray gin on a really hot day. Uh, it, it, it is Zorba's now. It was Melvin's at the time. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, I drank a lot of gin on a really hot day without drinking water. No good. Or, eat, or eating. So we went into town to the bar, and I realized I couldn't walk anymore. <laughs> so, so I was, literally, I would, like, we got out of the vehicle, and I would just trip. I would, just, I would walk, trip, 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 walk, two, <laughs> two steps, trip, trip, walk, walk, trip, step, step, trip, walk. And, uh, but they let me into the bar anyway, so. <laughs> Thank you, so, Central Minnesota. Never yeah, change. Okay, no, but Mandy's got, like, a... Just pass the, the phone over got, to her. Let's talk to her for yeah. a little while. I got really, got really, really, really drunk at the Independent, which I believe is the Republic in Uptown now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was drinking, like, Delirium Tremens, which is that, like, Belgian beer with the elephant on the side. <laughs> They have a keg that's like 28% alcohol or something crazy <laughs> like that. And I yelled at a guy because he was dressed like Beck, and it really upset me. Because oh, how was Rand that night? It wasn't Rand. It could have been Rand if he grew his hair out. But You're it wasn't. He was like Beck. It was, it was very bad. Well, he had like a thrift store, like, you know, gray suit on, and it was just so upsetting to me because 
you know, he could clearly afford better clothes, but he didn't want to. And that just really set me off. So, any other ones, Mandy? Those are the two that stick out. She just smiled at me and she's going to pour herself another glass of wine because she's so angry right now. So, thanks for watching, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. I deserved it. Wonderful. All right, well, we better wrap it up then because we've already devolved. I can't believe the topic of what's the drunk, drunkest you've ever been has never before come up on this podcast. When I agreed to do this podcast, that was the joke. That was a bad move on your part. Uh, it's like we're stalling for time, but for nothing. Yeah. Keep stalling. Yeah. I don't know why we're trying to extend this podcast. Something else is, is someone going to think of something? No. Uh, thanks to Nick for being on the podcast again. We... Again, Thanks, we're we're bad Thanks at planning, so we asked him about one o'clock today, but he was willing to do it anyway, and apparently went out and got drunk beforehand too. So I I knew I was going to need some cheering up after the game. So yeah. you got to appreciate <laughs> that. Nothing like a few beers and chatting with you guys. Uh, thank, we appreciate it, man. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, to Nick. Thanks to everybody sending questions. Thanks to everybody who listened but didn't do any of that. Uh, and we'll oh, see you later. Yeah. Goodbye. See you later, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. See you guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.